0: We feel that as we're building this ecosystem, there's a need for so many different hands to be involved so that we can build it the right way. I see blockchain as a revolution. I see it as an opportunity to rewrite the wrongs of the past or at least try to start with a fresh start and create opportunities for everyone and not just a select few in tech.
1: Hi there. Welcome to the Web3 Nonprofit, a special 10-part Crypto Altruism podcast series exploring stories of nonprofits who are leveraging Web3 technology for good. My name is Drew from CryptoAltruism.org. In this series, we will chat about the highs and lows of being a nonprofit in the world of Web3 and how organizations of all sizes can leverage this transformative technology to grow their impact. So let's dive right in. Welcome, welcome to the third episode of our new very special 10-part podcast series. In each episode, we will be highlighting a different nonprofit organization that is innovating with Web3 technology. Now, before we dive in and welcome our guest, I wanted to give a special shout-out and thanks to Endowment for their partnership in helping bring this to life. So, before we get started, I wanted to share a special message from their team. It's day. So as you know, Endowment lets you gift over a million U.S. nonprofits and thousands more globally, and you probably want to support a lot of them. You might be like, I want to support five different organizations. Does that mean I'm going to get five different tax receipts and have to bring them all to my accountant? And I've got something that I think can help. It's called a donor-advised fund. You might hear it sometimes called a DAF. Think about it as your personal giving account where you can make one donation and get one tax receipt. Oftentimes you can write off the full amount and then take your time. You can grant to those five orgs, 10 orgs, however many you want, all from one place. And because endowment funds are all on chain, they're faster than traditional DAFs, they're way more affordable, and they're transparent. You can follow the money all the way to its destination. So if you're ready to simplify your giving life, go to app.endowment.org and click the start of fund button. And now, a word from Larry the Lawyer Bot. Endowment does not give financial advice. That is a job for a licensed tax professional. (laughs) I love that. Definitely head over to endowment.org, that's E-N-D-A-O-M-E-N-T.org, to learn about their incredible work. Okay, now the moment we've all been waiting for. For the third episode, we're excited to highlight the work of Black Woman Blockchain Council, an incredible organization with a mission to create a safe space that inspires, trains, and activates a talent and economic pipeline of black women pursuing professional and entrepreneurial careers in blockchain and fintech, including inspiring and educating the next generation of diverse and inclusive blockchain leaders. Today we welcome to the podcast, Olyinka O'Danarin, founder and chairwoman of Black Woman Blockchain Council. So let's dive right in. Okay, Olyinka, thank you so much for being here today on the uh, Web3 Nonprofit Podcast. So excited to have you.
0: Thank you very much, Drew, for having me. I'm excited to be here with you as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, really excited to learn about the fantastic work you're doing with Black Women Blockchain Council. been following it for a while now. Um, you're really doing some really great stuff uh, to you. to just build up, you know, inclusion and to make sure that it's a really positive space to build in. And so to start things off, I'd love to hear your story of how did you end up working in the nonprofit sector?
0: Well, um, I have to go back a journey to how did I Mm -hmm. even get involved in the whole blockchain space, right? Yeah, yeah, for Uh, sure. So it was around 2015. I wanted to do a startup and I met up with a guy that I had reached out to um, simply because his name was in a magazine that I was reading about Mm -hmm. a local startup. And she had referenced his name. So I was like, okay, he must be a great person to reach out to. I ended up reaching out to him. We met in D.C. and... Um, he was talking about Bitcoin. And yeah. every time that we met, he kept talking about it. So it piqued my curiosity. And I started going down the rabbit hole and fell in love with the technology more than the cryptocurrency. Um, and I actually got myself involved in the ecosystem as an educator um, mm-hmm. through Black Women Blockchain Council. Uh, since 2018, that's been going as a benefit LLC, but more for for profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really wanted to build a lot of more a lot more programs in this space to provide access uh, and resources to the Black community, especially Black mm-hmm. women in this space, and young girls as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we figured going the nonprofit route would make sense for us to be able to tap into our networks and get them to um, feel incentivized to donate money uh, so that we can bring a lot more of our programs to life. And that's yeah. really how I got involved. In 2021, we started Black Women in Blockchain. Uh, and uh, you know, since then, it's been a, a great journey that we've been going through. Uh, we've had several great sponsors and donors uh, of our effort and brought forth some programs and we're looking to bring forth some more.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'm excited to learn more about those programs, including like the training and mentorship and stuff that you offer. I think that's so important and i um, really excited to hear about that. Um, so maybe to start things off, can you please just like at a higher level, introduce listeners to Black Women Blockchain Council, including your mission and impacts?
0: Yeah. So Black Women Blockchain Council, we're here to provide education and awareness about the blockchain technology. Our goal is to make sure that no one gets left behind in this ecosystem that we're building and that there's plenty of resources that are uh, presented to the, the black community as well as underrepresented to communities within the space. So that way we can continue to grow and really create solutions um, that you know, can be social impactful.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. And, and, you know, I want to dive now a bit more into your programs. And on your website, you mentioned how your organization is committed to empowering black women through comprehensive training, mentorship, networking opportunities and visibility programs, which is great. Love that super important. Um, So tell me about the programs you offer. Um, Tell me more about this.
0: Yeah, so we have educational programs. Um, mm-hmm. We have a two-track certification uh, program that we created with Consensus, which is part of the Ethereum mm-hmm. Foundation. Uh, they're a huge organization out there, and they're really diving in into helping a lot more people get involved in the blockchain ecosystem, in particular the mm-hmm. Ethereum um, and, uh, blockchain ecosystem that they're working under. And so with them, we've been able to create these certificate, certified programs to allow individuals to, one, understand the foundation of blockchain, mm-hmm. to dive deeper into the realms of being a developer. Um, in this space, there's still a lot more people that, um, you know, are just understanding the, the basics, but not really um, understanding how to create the technology, or that's build cool. the techno code, I should say, the technology, right? So, we want to make sure that uh, women in particular um, have access to that. And our goal is to bring on board half a million Black women blockchain devs. And that's an ambitious Love goal it. by the year 2030. Um, We feel that, you know, as we're building this ecosystem, there's a need for so many different hands to be involved so that we can build it the right way. Right. I see blockchain as a revolution. I see it as an opportunity to rewrite the wrongs of the past Mm -hmm. or at least try to start with a fresh start and create opportunities for everyone and not just a select few in tech.
1: I love that. And, you know, that's something I've heard consistently when I've spoke with builders you know, especially builders uh, from communities that have been like traditionally excluded from like traditional tech, you know, circles and those sorts of things is that like, it's almost like this feeling of like, it's wet cement. You know, we can just kind of build from the ground level, have a say in the development of this new ecosystem and learn from the mistakes of web one and web two and and and, and build from that and build a more equitable ecosystem. So really appreciate the work that you're doing. I think that's fantastic. Um, so let's say that there's someone listening right now that wants to get involved in that course or, or take part in the certificate program. How would they go about doing that?
0: Yeah, they can go to our website, bwbc.io and click on BWBC Academy. That will take Mm -hmm. them directly to our LMS learning management system that we've created specifically for this course and also for individuals to interact with others who are taking the course. Mm -hmm. Um, They can do it that way or um, they can go to community.bwbc.io forward slash sign up and they'll be able to quickly sign up for the course that way, too.
1: Very cool. I love that. Um, and so you mentioned earlier that you're a um, a public benefit LLC, a nonprofit benefit LLC. Um, tell me more about this structure and the community behind the organization, because I'm you know I'm not as familiar with this uh, this type of structure. So tell me more about this and why you chose this. Yeah,
0: because well the the it really starts with what the intention of the organization was mm-hmm. when i came into the scene around 2015 not a lot of people were talking about blockchain and um you know it was it was a tech space for tech yeah. bros right um and so you 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 got surrounded by that and but then at the same time you saw opportunities um around 2018 there was a huge uproar Uh, about a Bitcoin conference, and that created avenues for women to really stake their feet into the Mm -hmm. space and let it be known that there are women in here. Um, I started seeing opportunities being passed around, and my fear was that we were in the verge of recreating Silicon Valley in the Mm -hmm. sense that only a certain group of people were known as the builders of tech, right? And so I didn't want to repeat what I feel was a mistake um, I, I I saw it as a way for us to be able to create an avenue, as I mentioned before, so with BWBC, the intention was really to go into it, creating an opportunity to be impactful mm-hmm. into the ecosystem that's being built, as well as the, um, the Black community. So we, our intentions wasn't really to generate money, but really create avenues that allow people to, to gain the sources, gain awareness. And so the benefit aspect is really what dro- drove that. And so we wanted to make it clear to people that we're not just a fly-by-night. We really want to have intentional, beneficial programs for the community to get involved. And that's where Benefit LLC came from.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. And, you know, you'd mentioned around, uh, you know, a woman building in, in Web3 and blockchain. You have a really beautiful piece of artwork in the background there that says the future <laughs> is female. Love that. That's beautiful. Um, so, you know, what what advice, I guess, would you give to, to women that are looking to, to build in, in the Web3 ecosystem that are maybe hesitant because of this perception of like, you know, that it is a, and maybe reality to some extent too, that it is, you know, just a tech bro dominated space. What would, you know, what would you say? What advice would you give?
0: I would tell them not to consider it that way. Mm-hmm. I would tell them that there's a lot of women in this space. Um, one of the things that I've been privileged uh, to, to have in this space is surround myself by women left, mm-hmm. right, front, back, you know, <laughs> and they're everywhere. So I, I don't know that type of tech space where there's no women. I know the tech space where there are women. Um, yeah. because I've been fortunate to be surrounded by that. And I wanna let other females know that we're out here. We may not be as vocal. We may not be the one that are pushed to the front, but we're the one that's building. We're the one that's educating. We're the one that's creating community because you know, you can't have blockchain without community. And Web3 is solely based on community. And the people that are actually taking the time to build that foundation, to make it sustainable are the women. And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of us here and we're coming from various backgrounds. Um, you could be tech adjacent, And when I say tech adjacent, you know, attorneys are needed (laughs) more than ever in this space. Um, As educators like myself that are in this space, um, you know, we have a lot of hackers, you know, going on. So if you're in cybersecurity, you're needed in this space. Uh, Policymakers are needed. So like these are avenues that women tend to, you know, gravitate towards. But for some reason, they feel that they can't be in tech. Yes, you can be in tech. Um, There's a lot of opportunities and positions for you. And I would say don't let the fear stop you because you just may end up realizing that you love it um, and you love being here. And this is where you need to be, Um, because right now we're still in a build phase. Uh, And so we want you we want all voices to be added to how the structure is being built and what type of foundation so that it could be sustainable. We have so many different, you know, negativity that are coming our way um that we're trying to build something sustainable and impactful to society. And women are important in that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, what you said there too really stood out to me around like you don't have to be a, you know, a developer, a coder, right? Um and I think that like a lot of people have this perception that you need to have a computer science degree or background and be some super coder to be able to engage and be successful in this new ecosystem. But I think you're hundred percent spot on that, like anyone, no matter what your background can find a place in web three, right? If you're a lawyer, an artist, an accountant, uh, you know, a creative, right. There's just so many opportunities in this space for you to, to, to join and to have an impact, which is great. So I'd love to shift now uh, if that's okay, a little bit, um, you know, because I, you mentioned earlier that you've done some fundraising in the space to be able to raise funds, to help get this off the ground. Um, I'd love to hear about your experience fundraising with crypto and, you know, what advice you'd have for other nonprofits, whether it's, you know, a a benefit LLC or a charitable organization that are interested in engaging in crypto fundraising.
0: Yeah, so um, for me, it was easier to transfer into fundraising through crypto, because I'm in this space, I know how it is. Um, I've been able to meet individuals like Alexis Miller, who works with endowment that was able to bring us on board to their platform, which made the exchange from, you know, crypto to US dollar really easy. Um, So I suggest that, you know, this is not a plug, but it kind of sounds like it, you know, endowment was a lifesaver. The fact that they have such a platform in place really was um, helpful. Uh, But, you know, it's it's just it's just preparing yourself for the future, right? Mm-hmm. As nonprofits, we got to think of avenues, different ways of you know, fundraising and different ways that people are gonna show up with their funds. There's a lot of people that, you know, a couple of years ago made a lot of money in crypto, knowing the IRS is now looking at that and they're thinking, you know, long-term capital gains or, you know, taxes, the word taxes is now introduced into this space. A lot of people are looking to actually, you know, find ways to assist them in being, you um, deducting their taxes. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I want to say that they're looking for ways to donate, you know, to a a really good uh, program or something that's social and impactful. So, you know, this is an avenue that a lot of nonprofits are missing out on because they're not looking at crypto. I think it's, it's, it's just being more um, sustainable in this space, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, to be able to take different, um resources and different funds um as a nonprofit. And as a new nonprofit, you know, we we can't afford to be closed minded uh, yeah. to the way the funds are coming. Um any opportunity for us, we're gonna research it, we're gonna look at it and see if it's viable for us. And it just so happened that crypto was um something that we definitely were um able to receive.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh Love Endowment as well. Huge fan of the work they're doing. Excellent platform. And Alexis, uh, I think it was actually who connected us uh, yeah. as well. So shout out to Alexis. Uh, uh, thank you for the work you're doing. Um, but yeah, that's great advice. And I think that, you know, like nonprofits, a lot of nonprofits that I've worked with are struggling to kind of like keep afloat and keep up with all the tech advances and everything and, you know, really relying on kind of their traditional donor base and everything. Um, But that donor base is also really, you know, aging out as well. And, you know, they're really struggling to, I think, attract new donor bases. So I think what you said around, like, it's a great way to like future proof. And like, you know, I think, yeah, definitely spot on. And, you know, I think fundraising, too, is just one piece of the puzzle, right, when it comes to the benefits of blockchain and crypto. And so I was wondering, like, you know, beyond fundraising, what are some of the ways that other impact organizations like charities, B Corps, whatever it is, can leverage blockchain technology to grow their impact?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, NFTs non-fungible tokens, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a lot of people have heard of NFTs um, you know, a, a couple of years ago when people were making a ridiculous amount of money off of what yeah. they think to be PFPs or profile pictures, right. Um, but these NFTs can also be a way to um, incentivize your, your your donors, right by giving them something, uh, an NFT uh, uh, an artwork, that are either created by the people that were impacted by that donation, um, mm-hmm. by the program that, you know, a symbolism of, you know, a thank you for helping us obtain our goal. Um, I, I think a lot of people will find value in using NFTs in a way that will be more um, commemorative of mm-hmm. actions that uh, donors have uh, done. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it it could also be a way to um, make it fun for, especially mm-hmm. the younger generation, because they're all into NFTs. So you know, imagine if a a a sponsor or sorry, a donor, imagine if a donor uh, decides to present you with some cryptocurrencies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you send them an NFT just simply as a thank you. That's yeah. really impactful for them. And also they will keep it within their portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or their gallery and others can see that NFT. And once they see the NFT and has your name, it's another way of marketing, you know, yeah. that's nonprofit. So if someone sees it, they can click on it, see the name, um, and then decide to research it, look into what you guys are doing, um, and consider donating that way so it's it's an ongoing gifting <laughs> platform yeah. or, or avenue or vehicle that you can use
1: yeah definitely I, you know and i think nfts are so fascinating because a lot of people like look at them like oh nfts are just you no know, jpegs and whatnot but i think that there's such a cool opportunity there for like nonprofits to use them to engage donors like you mentioned right mm-hmm. you know to recognize and reward them it can be like a really cool like badge of like a proof of impact right proof of impact yeah yeah, I've also seen like dynamic NFTs where you know it can be updated, you know, as you yeah. donate more. So like, there's some really creative use cases there. And, and you're right too; it can also be a way for the nonprofit to tell a story or to raise awareness of the work they're doing too. So, yeah, I think that nonprofits should definitely not be so quick to discount NFTs. I think they can be a very valuable tool for them in their in their um, yeah in their growth. So, um, you know, obviously a lot of nonprofit leaders are skeptical about Web three, and many rightfully so as well, right? You know, there's been a lot of Unfortunately, bad actors that I think have kind of tainted the space a bit, um, you know, which has resulted in a lot of negative coverage, that it's a lot of scams and, you know, bad actors and those sorts of things. So nonprofit leaders are skeptical. Um, So for those that are skeptical to get involved in this new and emerging space, what advice would you give to them?
0: Oh, um, if you're skeptical, I would say, um, you know, read up on the technology, right? Because I did come in being skeptical of crypto, Mm -hmm. one aspect of, you know, the technology um, and decided to read up and started seeing, oh, there's so many different possibilities in this space. Um, you know, my background is also in cybersecurity. So I know about hackers and vulnerabilities and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I, I say that just to say that, you know, the, the breaches and incidents that do happen in this space is not only isolated to this space. It happens elsewhere as well. It happens mm-hmm. with fiat, you know, U S dollars as well, you know, yeah. so you're not really going to, um, prevent all kinds of, you know, vulnerabilities. But however, that should not be the reasons why you s- decide to stay away. Another mm-hmm. thing is, you know, regardless of the things that are happening uh, when it comes to the vulnerabilities and the threats and incidents, the, the so many different industries are already incorporating, you know, mm-hmm. the different type of use cases. We have Visa, you know, that just stepped you stepped up, you know, their game again, <laughs> they, they issued NFTs. Now they're doing, you know, um, USDs, you know, um, stable coins. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of people that are slowly changing and things are changing around you. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want that negativity to stop your your progress into what the future is going to be. And the future course, is coming. Yeah. The future is tech, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and it's female. It's, but, you know, the future is tech, you know, and and it's important for nonprofits to stay up to date. Um, mm-hmm. Every single time when people ask me, you know, um, about why should people be concerned about, you know, crypto or not using crypto. I always think of Blockbuster, right? Mm -hmm. They were a well-known company when I was younger, you know, used to be able to go to their store, rent out videos and all that stuff. And everybody thought that they were going to be here forever. All of a sudden they're gone, right? They're replaced. And the younger generation have no idea who they are only because they didn't change with time. So as nonprofits, we have to change with time. We have to be kind of one step ahead, you know, wear multiple hats. And I hate to say it, but kind of experimental, you know, in our approaches, in our marketing and in everything. Right. Um, Because if. The, the, if we get to the space where we're just stagnant and say, this is the only way that we're going to receive, we're going to be left in the dust. So you do yeah. have to conform to tech, you know, even AI nonprofits can't be closed minded to so AI is very helpful to a lot of people. The same thing with blockchain technology, you have to be open-minded to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Wow. Great advice. Uh, thank you so much for for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's 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 the future, right? And to stay a, to stay afloat, to stay relevant, to stay impactful in the future, you got to, you know, stay up to date with these new technological trends and movements. So yeah, that's uh, some great advice there. And um, great advice all around, some great insights. I appreciate everything you've shared. And obviously we weren't able to cover everything about the work you're doing. Um, so for those that are lis- uh, listening in that want to learn more and get involved uh, and support the work that you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Yeah, so you can go to uh, bwin. B.org, which is Black Women in Blockchain, uh, and uh, find out more about us. We are doing a fundraiser right now, oh, okay. uh, and you know you can check out our fundraiser. Our goal is to raise money for programs that we want to implement. One of them is a mentorship program for the younger generation, high schools and college students. It's an 18-week course that we're trying to um, launch And this 18 week course will allow these younger generations of females to be able to tap into careers in the blockchain space because there's several different careers uh, and give them access to mentors within these different careers so that they can have, you know, the opportunity to maybe transition. Or look into the possibility of transitioning into these wonderful lucrative careers that are happening in the blockchain space. And there's plenty of them. There is not just developers. You have influencers. As I said, you have um, regulators, policymakers, lawyers, attorneys, educators, so many different um, positions and roles.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um- Thank you for sharing that. And of course, those listening in, all the links will be in the show notes so you can uh, follow along and get involved in this incredible movement. And to end on one final note of inspiration, if that's okay, I'm, and I'd love to hear a, a recent success story or win uh, that you've had a at uh, Black Women Blockchain Council that you can share with the audience.
0: Yeah, um, a recent success story was um, our ability to um, provide a fellowship program to college students to attend uh, one of our conference uh, that happened earlier this year. It was the Women of Blockchain, the International Women of Blockchain Conference, uh, which is an annual conference that we put together it gives you access to different women in this space. As I mentioned, there's a lot of us um, and you get to hear from them and what they're building, how they're showing up in this space. Uh, and it's a three day conference. So we were able to provide free room uh, at the hotel as well as their travel expenses. And, you know, that's something that a lot of conferences don't oftentimes do. They will lower the price for scholar students. But I remember being a college student, you know, I remember not having the resources, but I want to attend. And so we made sure that they were that they had the opportunity to attend for free without having to worry about how, you know, they're going to come up with the money and gave them access to a lot of networking. Um, And to this day, a lot of them are finding success in this space. So I'm really excited about that and the potential of what's to come for them.
1: Yeah, totally. That's amazing. I love that. What a great uh, opportunity for those uh, for those scholars to be able to join that conference. And yeah, I think back as a student, I would have never been able to afford to transportation and hotel and, you know, all that stuff to go to a conference, right? So that's so important and so inspiring for those individuals that we'll, were able to go. So um, thank you so much for all you do to, to uplift and build in this space. And uh, thank you for sharing all the fantastic advice you have today for those listening and definitely check out the show notes to follow along. Hopefully you can also support this uh, movement because they're doing a fundraiser right now. Uh, So thank you so much for being here, Ola Inka. It was a pleasure to have you and uh, thank you for the work you're doing.
0: Thank you, Drew. Thank you very much for having me.
1: A huge thank you to Ola Inka for joining today on the Web3 Nonprofit Podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes so you can learn more about their work and consider making a donation to this incredible organization. They're actually running a fundraising campaign right as we speak. A big thank you again to Endowment for their partnership in this podcast series. We couldn't have done it without them. So thanks for listening in and make sure to join us again in a couple weeks for our next episode. Also, feel free to head over to CryptoAltrism.org to learn more about our work and feel free to shoot us a message if you'd like to chat. Until next time, let's keep showing the world the good of crypto.